All right. Hi, hello. Welcome to Channel of Curiosity. I'm so, so excited today. I get to share space with Maureen. Maureen, thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I am so jazzed about this. <laughs> I'm really excited too. We've already been chatting like crazy. I was like, I got to press record before we just spend our whole time right? just talking. <laughs> so this is going to be so much fun. Okay. So if you have not met Maureen, um, she, okay, I'm just like blown away because she does a whole bunch of shadow work. She combines astrology, not astrology, she combines human design, the gene keys, um, nervous system regulation to help you dig deep into those shadows, those limiting beliefs, and move through so that you can create that joyful life that you really want. Did I capture that? That's beautiful. Yes, Absolutely. Which I think is amazing because this shadow work, I mean, it's so important and it can be really scary. So to have someone who like can love you through it mm -hmm. is huge. It's huge. So I want to start at the beginning because I was reading through your website and through some of your Instagram and yeah. your story is really cool. You started you. out as a police officer. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So let me start there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, how did you come into being a police officer? So I, um, I was born and raised in Chicago, my you know whole life, South side girl. And I had gone to college and I studied criminal justice. And I was like, man, this is a lot of fun. I kind of think I want to do this. And my whole, there's I'm one of the very rare families in Chicago that don't have any ties to Chicago, like to the police or the fire department. And one day I saw a ad look saying that they, you know, the police department is hiring. And I was like, oh, really? I could do that. And that, that that's, that's how it worked. That is the most two, four thing. <laughs> this is why I'm annoyed at y'all. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's that's literally how my dad started his entire career as well like he saw a flyer in high school and he's a generator he's a five one but he's a generator and he's like that looks cool piece of cake yeah I was like how hard could this be <laughs> I can talk to people all day I can I can solve people's problems it's fine be fine so um Okay, so when did you start getting into like the spiritual aspect of life? Or was that I, always I joke around with people and I say that I have been woo since I came out of the womb. Ah, yes. I taught myself astrology and tarot when I was a teenager. Like when I was 13, this is what I was going and looking at in the library. One of my core memories is actually going to the library as a child. And just to preface this, this was in the 1980s. My mother was a single mother. So she would actually take my brother and I, drop us off at the library, and then go to Dominic's or Jewel's and get things done, and then come back and pick us up. Obviously, wow. people would freak out about that now, but like it was the 80s. Right. I could go in as an eight-year-old and buy a pack of cigarettes for my mom if I had a note, right? <laughs> <laughs> And I just remember walking into the library and immediately going right to the new age section. Like I had no, I just, just followed and I just would pull books down. I would read them all. It's like, I could not like get enough. That's all I wanted to do. When I was in high school, I would cut school for a whole day to hang out at the library and read astrology books. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. So it's always been part of my life. Mm -hmm. I just never realized that I could get paid to do it. Mm. So, so when did that switch happen? Like when did you first get paid and you're like, oh wait, I can do this? So it was, um, I had gotten into a car accident in 2021 at the end of 2021 and I totaled my car. I had to have knee surgery. So I was out of work. I was on paid, I was on paid medical. And I realized while I was healing from my knee that 
I was no longer um, aligned with the police department. I realized that I was, it felt in my heart that I was needing to be of service in a better way. Mm -hmm. And I started like, I've always read for my friends, like for shits and giggles. And then I kind of started getting real serious about it. And then all of a sudden, one of my friends said, you know, Maureen, people pay for this. And I was like, what? Doesn't everybody know how to do this? And they're like, again, the most (laughs) thing. It never occurred to me that people don't know how to read their astrology, how to read their human design, how to do tarot, how to do candle magic. I just assumed that everybody knew how to do it because it came so easy to me. So until like once my friend like said that it was like that thing. And I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. And then I just kind of started experimenting and like throwing little offers out and people were taking them. And then it just kind of slowly like built up my confidence and the rest is history. That's awesome. Thank I love how it just took that one comment from a friend to open that door for you. Yeah. It's so funny how inspiration comes to me because it's always in like the mundane. Yeah. And I'm it, it, it blows my mind every time it happens. And so I just kind of go with it. I'm like, okay, cool. Somebody's going to say something to me and it's going to be amazing. I can't wait, but I'm just going to go and do this. And then I'm going to go home and be by myself because I don't like people. <laughs> I do love people. I just, I need my alone time. No, I understand. I understand. Um, it's a, it's an interesting, it's like I love people, but I, I don't love people. Yeah. It's, Yeah. It's a weird thing. Um, and this whole like finding like the inspiration in the mundane that feels very 6447 to me because you have that whole channel. I just have 47. And so I feel like that happens to me a lot where it's just like, like, oh, I just suddenly realized something. <clears throat> it just kind of happens. Yeah, I I joke around about the 6447 channel a lot <laughs> because <laughs> that thing will keep me up all night long like (laughs) there have been times where I'm just like can we just I don't care what happened to me in fifth grade like I really don't care I don't need to figure this out I'm tired and when I just when I don't I almost want to say when I don't shame myself for having these thoughts and I just allow the confusion then it feels like I can sink in and then something happens where the aha like somebody is drawn to me to give me that. Ooh. But yeah, ooh, that's a delightful channel. <laughs> yeah. Well, any of those between the crown and the mind have just so much pressure, right? But that 47, especially, I remember when I first read is the gate of oppression and I was like, oh, well, you just explained my life. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So it helped me so much because like you said, like, I don't really care what happened in fifth grade. For me, it was really like my divorce and like my entire marriage. It was, it was a weird thing. Like I got diagnosed with CPTSD. And so I would like analyze all this stuff where I would try to think like, maybe if I would have said this or that. Mm-hmm. And so realizing like, that's my sun gate. And it really is a superpower. It's here for so much goodness. It is not here to overanalyze everything that was said. Right. So we can let that go. But it. It does like to think, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> it's very, very busy. Okay, so you had your career as a police officer and you had this awakening after the car accident. Yeah. And then you were saying you moved from Chicago to Sedona, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And one thing... I read where you said, I just trusted the universe to give me the resources so that I could study and do what I need to do. And it, and it's been working out. And so I just wanted to talk a little more about that. Cause I feel like that's something that people get really hung up on when they're like, but I need money, but I have bills to pay, but, but, but. Mm-hmm. So how was that for you moving into that place of trust? And what did that really look like? 
So there is one particular situation that happened because this whole, um, the whole idea, like when I realized when it dropped in that I was moving to Sedona, I was like, are you sure? Because in my mind, I, so I retired early from the police department. I had 16 years on, I was waiting for 20 because then I would have a pension, right? I would be safe. Mm -hmm. And after my car accident, after all this, it so clearly was like, you're moving to Sedona. And I was like, I don't, at first I was like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden it was like, this whole entire tingly thing went over my body and I just knew, I just knew. And I knew it may, I, I knew that there were going to be bumps in the road. Right. Cause this was like during the, during all that pandemic stuff. And I'm like, I already know, I know. So I go to Sedona and I am here for a day, literally looking for houses because I was looking for houses um, earlier, but I kept getting outbid by cash. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Sedona and I'm going to look at houses. I'm, I went to, I came here. I looked at what, five, six, seven, eight houses in one day. I put bids on all of them got outbid by cash. I was, that was the point where I was like ready to cry. And I was like, maybe I, maybe, maybe I fucked up. Right. Like maybe this, maybe this is really bad. Maybe I can get my job back. Cause I think I might've just screwed myself. And on the transport, um, the little shuttle bus from my hotel to the Phoenix airport, we had to drive through Sedona and pick somebody up right by Thunder Mountain. All I, I looked at Thunder Mountain and all I heard was there is no place else for you, but Sedona. I was just, and I, like, even now I get goosebumps and this was years ago. I started crying. Like I was crying. I didn't even care that there were people on this bus with me. I'm just like crying because I was like, where, where I can't find anything. Two days later, I decided to go on the internet and I typed in houses for rent Sedona. Literally the house I am living in was the first one that popped up. And Boom. And it was in my budget, which mm -hmm. is saying a lot for Sedona because it is really expensive to live here. Exactly my budget, exactly what I wanted. I wanted three bedrooms and two baths. I wanted a backyard for my dog. I wanted to be in Sedona. I'm, I literally live right over where the Whole Foods is, right on the main thoroughfare. Mm -hmm. I can have the information, you know, this valleys, like I don't need to be in it, but I'm close enough to it where I feel good. Mm -hmm. Never in my life would I have imagined that every single thing would have fallen into place. But the minute I just surrendered to that voice, it was, it just happened. And I thank God every single day because this is, I'm absolutely supposed to be here 110%. And I have to, there are days that are rough. I'm not going to lie. Like entrepreneurship, when you've never been one, not so much fun. Not so much fun. The deepest soul work. <laughs> oh, but I wouldn't change this life for anything. It's just, it. I know that this is where my soul is home. And I'm, I'm here for it. That is so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that is so beautiful. So since you've moved there, have you, if you've just been full-time entrepreneur or yes. have you taken any like safety jobs? Is there other places that you're working? So, um, I, my, uh, I do have money saved up and it's actually, because my mother unexpectedly passed away in 2020. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah, it was 2020 was, I call it my country, my year of being a country song because my mother passed away on Memorial Day. Five months later, my 13 year old dog died. And those were the two things in my life that meant the most to me. And in five months, I lost both of them. And then the next year I get into this car accident and it, 
it just kind of like just all blah 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 and yeah I, I just I feel like I just have to be here for the ride because the more I try to control shit the more it does not go well <laughs> at all exactly and that's what we all try to do so just thank you for sharing that because I feel like I mean personally I'm go back and forth all the time as an entrepreneur and a single mom. And then I know other people who are constantly wondering that there's talk of like, Oh, have a safety job while you're being an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And I just feel like it, everybody's path is unique. And yeah. so the more that we can share our own stories, mm -hmm. like who knows what that'll spark for somebody else. Yeah. And like, maybe they, they'll be able to move into trust, but I mean, also like, it's really hard to just, be like, okay, universe, bring me money and like go about your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I was lucky, unlucky yeah. to be able to have the means to do this. And it actually took me a long time to be okay saying that out loud because nobody wants to say that, you know, I'm able to do this because my mom, like my mom had to die for me to do this. Like that's a shit thing to say out loud. Right. And those are the things that like would go into my head, like literally it would play in my head. Like, oh man. But as I've worked through my own shadows, I feel that this was, this was the sole contract that my mother and I had yeah. in order for me to be who I am. She did she she did a wonderful job with me, but this was when her time ended. If it wasn't for her passing away unexpectedly alone because of COVID, she died of lung cancer, but they wouldn't let us see her. And I was livid with the state of Illinois. How could you? And I'm, I know I'm not the only one and I don't want to like bring anybody down, but like, that broke my heart. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I am so done with this place. I never want anybody to, I never want to experience this again. I don't want to be someplace like that. No. And so, yeah, I think Sedona has been healing for me in that way. And I think that it's what my mother would have wanted. For sure. For sure. I Just you talking about it, I get this sense that that's exactly what she wanted it was almost like she's like okay it's time for maureen to move into where she needs to be and so i'm gonna go over here so she can do this yeah thank you i'm like i'm getting goosebumps and i'm trying not to cry so thank you <laughs> thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing that i know that wasn't an easy story to share that's you know i it you're, I, you know what, and I'm really bad at receiving compliments sometimes, so I apologize, but you're right. It's not easy to tell, but I know I'm not alone. And if somebody hears this and that helps them, then it's worth the uncomfortable sensations that come along with it. Absolutely. So thank you. And this is like the main reason I have this podcast is to share stories. Yeah. I feel like it's it's just so healing it's healing to share your story it's hearing healing to hear other people's stories and to realize you're not actually alone in this human experience yes my four line loves that <laughs> <laughs> my four line really loves that <laughs> so thank you goodness and plus if you're like doing shadow work if you're like I'm here to do shadow work like we're not doing that with like fluffy stories there's like no. It doesn't really start with a unicorn sliding down a rainbow. Like, here's some glitter. Go off and do work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It's, yeah, it's so funny. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Shadow, I mean, shadow work can be fun, but there's definitely a little bit of an edge to it. And I hope that, like, my humor and my honesty help people because it's not always so serious. It is, but it doesn't always have to be. We can actually laugh when we're doing shadow work, believe it or not. I do it all the time. So 
I think that's so important because I feel like like for someone like me, one three mental projector, like mm-hmm. we established with that 47 gate, right? It's like I'm like in it trying to figure stuff out. And I totally forget to get out of my mind sometimes, especially if I'm trying to do something by myself. So to have someone like you with this amazing generator energy who can like bring out the joy and the laughter, I think is so healing because there has been there have been times where like I'll it'll hit me like some limiting belief is happening or something, and I just I can laugh about it now. I'm like, oh my gosh, look, I've been doing this thing for 20 years. It all makes sense now. Yeah. And it, but it can be hard. So I'm glad that you have, you bring this lightness and this sense of humor to it. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> so how did you get into specifically the shadow work aspect instead of like, like just human design? So I've always been a fan of the darker things, the darker quote unquote darker things in life. Um, and I've seen some shit, right? I, I was I was a police officer on the south side of Chicago for 16 years. I've seen some things. Only <laughs> <laughs> um it there is something about shadow work that inspires me and always makes me want more. Um, and I, it to me, it almost feels like being an archaeologist, right? We get to dig in and see what like treasures there are. Because even though it looks like it's just like a bunch of rubble on, on the surface, when you actually start peeling the layers and removing things, there's so much beauty that has been hidden by your shadows, your conditioning, and your traumas. When we can find that, fucking worth it. One million percent worth it. Oh, so worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And look at you getting all excited just Oh my god, I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I do that too. Like if a client's breaking down about something, I'm like, congratulations. <laughs> And it makes makes you sound kind of crazy, but it's like when you know what's on the other side of that, it's really exciting. Yeah. Um, okay, so can I ask, like, can we dig into like a personal thing? Because oh my like, gosh, one hundred percent. Maybe like it'll give people a little like glimpse of how you go through this, or like mm-hmm. you know help somebody in that way. Yeah. Um, I was telling you before we start recording how I've just been like really facing some deep money things today I mean they've been like rumbling under the surface but it's like today it's just been really loud and I was like of course because I'm talking to Maureen and shadow work stuff so Mm -hmm. I'm like in the vibe apparently yes (laughs) get that vibe girl I'm here for it (laughs) so I have been working through a lot of money stuff and my main thing um like it hit me my main thing is really receiving like I have the hardest time receiving money Mm -hmm. and I've gotten to this point where like a lot of business has really slowed down and it's been really interesting so I've been sitting with that and when I think about putting offers out there like anything that I can do for at first I'll be like okay I'm gonna put this offer out like I'm really excited about this offer I think it'll be great Mm -hmm. and I can bring in this amount of money as soon as I actually start putting that offer out, it's like this vault door just comes down and it's mm-hmm. like, like, no. And there was another thing I was saying of today, but it's any, any receiving. And then it's like, all of a sudden I just stop. I'm like, no, it'll be fine. I'll just like hide in the corner and not bother anybody and just like dissolve into nothing. So I'm don't mm-hmm. need anything. Like what, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> So the first thing that like literally pops into my mind is the wound of the three line is shame. There's been a lot of shame. And it heals with humor. The third, the three line is the material plane, right? It is, you are here to master the material plane. So my question to you would be, when you think of money, what shameful feelings or ideas pop up in your head? Oh man. I feel I feel like I used to be better at money and I'm annoyed that I'm I'm not better where I am like at this time in my life. Like how was I better at 
making and saving and managing money as a 16 year old than as a 42 year old. And I also, I feel frustrated because I got married really young. I spent like my whole twenties staying at home and being a wife and mom. Mm -hmm. And so it like cut off my relationship. And so it's taken a while to even get to a point where I feel like I'm interacting with money on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there's just a, it's a lot of, I'm trying to put the feeling into words. Um, but yeah, I'm embarrassed that I'm not more successful. I'm like judging myself for it. By whose standards? Like everybody. Who's everybody? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I just had this idea, like if I'm 42 years old and I have these kids, like, I need to be making more. I need to be doing more. Um, but that's not the whole story. I don't know. It's weird. Like I can't even put it into words. It's just like this yeah. feeling inside. <laughs> now, another thing, you're also, you're a one three. So the wound of the one line is that insecurity, mm-hmm. right? So you ha- you're working with a profile that, says when you're wounded, you are insecure and you feel shame. So how do we work through that, right? So we realize that with the shame, in order to heal that, we have to be able to laugh, right? And I think that we do a pretty good job. I think we've been, you know, if you can laugh at yourself, then I think laughter, I. This is not scientific, but I swear to God, this is the way it is. I feel like when you start laughing, everything else in your brain goes away. And then then things can drop in and help you. So I would encourage you, how much are you laughing every day? Okay. As soon as like this new year happened, I started looking at like what I really want to create in life. And one of my check things for when I reflect on the day is, did I laugh today? So I started paying more attention to that and allowing mm-hmm. that to come in. And it's been fun because then like when I'm in the moment laughing and I'm like, oh, I get to check off that I laughed today. That's exciting. And then I get more present with it. So I'm doing better with that because I do get overly serious about a lot of things. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all we all do. Yeah, We all do. But what's interesting and what's popping into my head, too, is another sort of shadow aspect of the one line is being the protector. It's overanalyzing, overthinking, over-investigating, trying to figure everything out. Like by you, by this one line consistently going through your head, making you like overanalyze, I have to know, I gotta, 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 gotta. It keeps you in this loop of shame and embarrassment, right? Because that's really all we as 40-somethings are doing is moving through those loops that we've created for ourselves the whole our whole entire life. So what happens, what I would like, what I'm almost like feeling for you is like, have you ever considered like allowing yourself to go there to go, okay, so what happens? What if it's true that you are bad with money? What if it's true, all of this shit, right? What's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. People still love you? Of course they will. Yeah, okay. Because I feel like lots of little moments in my head. Um, I feel like there was like two years ago, I kind of just totally shut down. And I remember kind of having this thought, like, what, what would it be like to just be poor and fat, basically, because I was always so worried about being any kind of bigness. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I'm like five foot four, like, it's not, 
anyway, it's a weird, you know, we grew up at the same time. Like all the weird things we got, it's like, if you're bigger than a size two, then you're worthless to the world. Oh my God, I know. It's dumb. Um, And I just relaxed. And so now I'm at this point where I'm like, um, like maybe it'd be good to have like savings. But I thought, I remembered that thought and I'm like, okay, like I have experienced it. Like I stopped doing CrossFit and my body is happier. I stopped Mm -hmm. freaking out about money, but you know what? Now it's, it's like, I know, I know that I can figure out ways to bring in money. I've done it, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's, it's time for this next level where it's like, let's bring in some consistency. Let's really step into the power of it. And in order to be able to receive on a higher level, like you got to let go of some shit. Yeah. And so, so it's really, every time I start talking, it's like the words leave me, (laughs) but that insecurity, yes, that insecurity thinking, why didn't I do better? Why did I invest in those coaches? Maybe I should have done X, Y, and Z. Like Mm -hmm. I'm smarter than this. How, how could I have gotten to this point? But when you said, what's the worst that could happen while people still love you? I think a lot of this has really healed my relationship with my parents, to be honest, because for some reason I didn't really feel supported growing up. I'm about to cry. This is really hitting me. Um, I didn't really feel supported growing up. I mean, I'm a mental projector with a manifester mom and a generator dad. And I'd like, I don't, (laughs) you know, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Well, I was actually going to poke at the family aspect after that. So well, you totally, you totally got to him. You're doing you're doing great. You're doing wonderful. <laughs> Your bangs look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for holding this space. Um, but yeah, it's like my parents have come in. Like I I felt so embarrassed and so ashamed. Like just a couple weeks ago, I had to call them and be like, I I need help. Like getting through this month, and they were immediately like, no problem. Like where we feel so blessed that we were able to get to this point it's literally no problem mm-hmm. how much do you need we'll send it to you right now use the credit card to go get groceries like everything and those things like have melted and that's that's what really hit me is like I needed to come to this place to really feel that security and that love and to say like like I've been so super hyper independent my whole life And I kind of felt God saying, like, if you don't feel comfortable receiving money and support from your parents, what makes you think you're going to feel comfortable receiving it from me? How are you going to build a business if you can't even let your parents love on you? And it's like, and it's been really hard to, like, push that, to let that melt. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's been with you for your what almost your whole life yeah when I was in first grade I made my mom give me an alarm clock so I could wake myself up and dress myself and do my own hair and like everything I'm like okay I need to be responsible now I was a little six-year-old child <laughs> so I never I, and I would never ask for help and homework mm-hmm. like it made them mad Um, I started working as soon as I could, like I was really independent. Yeah. And even being a single mom for the past 10 years, like doing a whole bunch of stuff by myself. And so it was almost like, what's the worst that could happen? I get to this point where I actually let people love me. Yeah. Instead of pushing them away. And imagine how great that's going to feel. And how great it feels now, right? The universe is showing you exactly how supported you are. All you had to do, and I know I'm not, I don't like all you had to do, but it's like the fool card, right? It's just that trust fall is the scariest thing, the scariest thing. But then on the other side of fear, there is love. And the universe showed you that. Right. And how beautiful of a gift and how proud of yourself you should really be for actually vocalizing your needs. That's a huge thing to do. That's absolutely huge. So 
I just, I want to take, I want you to take a moment to really just love yourself and be proud of yourself because you are growing and that not many people are willing to do that and willing to go there and be vulnerable. And you just did. How fucking badass is that? Come on. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Thank you for that. Oh my God. If I had pom-poms, I would be like all over the place. If I had glow sticks, this would be happening. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> a little mini disco ball. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're going to party for you. We're going to celebrate for you. Hell yeah. <laughs> Edit in some like, some like good dangerous on the dance floor. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some people won't know what I'm talking about, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you for walking me through that a little bit. I really appreciate you holding space for that. Oh, my God, darling. It's my honor. Like, I love being able to do this for people. Like, this best thing ever. And you're, and you are so worth it. You really are. Oh, like... I want to cry just, maybe it's this feeling cognition, uh, but it, I don't think you see the beauty in what you're doing. I really don't. And I think that it's, I invite you to give yourself a little bit more grace and give yourself a pat on the back. You're doing, you're doing really hard work pulling up those kind of childhood wounds and really working through them is not easy, but you're seeing the fruits of all of your labor and it only gets better. It only gets better. And then what I have found is that when I'm more open to receive that the right people always seem to find their way to me and there's always a gift and then I get to reciprocate to somebody else right I get the lesson of learning to be okay receiving and then I learn it and I ground into that and then I get to show other people how to do that and then if everybody could you imagine if everybody did shadow work like yeah I've had this vision so many times. It's like, and that's what, when I first started my business, I did this meditation and it was just this feeling of like really loving myself, like filling my heart so full of love that it was overflowing. And then that leads to other people and then they fill their heart so full. And then it, it's like the light, the candlelight, right? And that's how we heal the world. Yeah. And we do it one person at a time. Yes. Yes. Ah, oh my gosh. I, I do feel lighter. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> because I think people get really scared by shadow work. It's like, oh, I got to go to the depths. But then it's stuff like this where you get to realize things and you get to love yourself a little more. And then you get to, when you are loving yourself a little more, you get to show up and other people get that love too. Yeah. And I think that people have associated shadow work with such negativity. And what I love telling people is Shadow work is the deepest form of self-love there is. And you can be selfish and love yourself. And it's okay. Self-love isn't selfish. You are you are working on yourself to be a better human in this incarnation. You don't even just help you. People see what you're doing. You have no idea the positive effect that it your shadow work has on other people. And that's just a byproduct. It, it's the changes that have occurred in my life 
through incorporating human design and shadow work and gene keys have been astronomical. Like I wouldn't believe me if I wasn't me. I'd be like, are you sure? <laughs> Girl. But I'm like, no, seriously, I can actually like point to places and point to the body graph. And I get to point, I'd be like, see, this is where this is. And this is how I did this. And it helps the mind because I'm showing you proof. But then there's also these feelings that get to be released. And yes. it's like, holy shit, I wish I would have known this like 10 or 15 years ago. Right. But now I'm going to be 45 and like, I'm starting over again. I call it Maureen version 2.0. You know, I don't think that we talk enough about how liberating the 40s are. For Girl, let's talk about it. <laughs> I am loving it. And I always had a feeling like, I think like once I hit 40, it's going to be good. And yeah, like I just feel more myself. And I'm, I'm partnered, I'm partnering with one of my friends who's in her 50s. Like we're, We've got this secret project that has a lot to do with shadow work itself. I'll tell you about it later. Um, oh my God. I totally heard that on the last podcast. And I was like, what'd you say? What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but she, she was like looking at my chart and she's like, okay, I knew you were 42, but it's like just hitting me that you're 42. You are a baby. Like you're, like, you're just so young. And I, I was like, what are you talking about? I'm 42 years old, but it's so true. Like I say this to people who are 30, like freaking out. I'm like, oh no, like you're just past Saturn return. You don't know anything. Like right. fine. just keep living life. But yeah. How have you felt like being in your forties? <laughs> Man. Okay. <laughs> I love this because this here's, here's my theory. Okay. I think that when you turn 40, I think as women, when we turn 40, like our fuck it switch turns on. Yeah. And we're just like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care about what you say. I don't care what you think. I'm going to do things my way. It is insane how little I care about anything. Like I don't watch TV I watch Netflix, but only because I watch stand-up comedy because I like to laugh. Like literally, that is the only thing. That and like human design content because that's the nerd that I am. But it's like human design and comedy. I don't care about anything else. I don't care. I have spent my life caring for other people and putting everybody else's needs before mine. Mm -hmm. I'm done. I put my time in. Right. And one of the things that I have realized, I realized when I actually, so I put purple in my hair, like little streaks of purple, right? Uh -huh. This was a big thing for me because as a police officer, I couldn't have any un unnatural hair colors. Yeah. I, I put purple in my hair like two months ago. I was like, nobody can tell me shit. Nobody can tell me shit. Like, I, it, I had this aha moment and it's like, you know how they, people say that this is our like midlife crisis. Yeah. I disagree. I yeah. think what we get to do in our forties is relive our teenage years, but with the wisdom of all of our life, we get to be that. Yes. Yes. Okay. I've got to say first that whole midlife crisis thing men yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's the other thing I'm getting so tired of men in this like whole like how they've built our world like yeah. um they're just trying to call us crazy because they're tired of getting called on their bullshit like that's all it is mm -hmm. they're mad at women over 40 and then this whole teenage thing I'm glad you brought it up because I have kids my youngest is 16 and I've felt mm -hmm. that like like even when he was in junior high, I was actually coaching and teaching at the junior high at that same time. And I was like, man, yeah. I feel like I'm reliving this kind of stuff, like healing stuff on a different level. Mm -hmm. And now he's a junior in high school and it's really nice. Like I'm feeling that and I'm starting to feel that itch of like, okay, like life is about to start. I've got a year and a half until I graduate. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and even he, he's, he's a manifester. So I'm probably like, because he's very much like, 
let's go. Let yeah. And the other night I was just like, I just wanted to hang out with him because he's 16 and he doesn't pay attention to me anymore. And I'm like, let's watch a show. <laughs> do something. And he, and he goes, what are you going to do after I move out of the house? I was like, you know, I'm going to be traveling the world and making a lot of money. But right now I just want to hang out with you. And he's like, oh, great. Well, I'm watching a movie on my phone, but I'll sit next to you on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think he just said, I love you in Manifester. <laughs> yes. In 16 year old boy Manifester. Yes. <laughs> Don't touch me, mom. <laughs> He's like, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't want you living your life through me. And I'm like, no, I just <laughs> I'm like, you're leaving in a year. I'm gonna be clingy. Get over it. Okay. <laughs> but I'm glad you brought that up because it's not like you have to have kids to be going mm -hmm. like re relearning all this stuff that you learned in this time. Yeah. And I think it's such a beautiful thing to like see this in this whole different way. And yeah, and and like you're you're right. It's like we get all of this life wisdom, and we get to play with life. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's great. It when I had that realization, it almost felt like there was a weight lifted off of my shoulders. Like oh, I'm really living my teenage years with the wisdom of all of the experience of my life. And I'm having so much fun. Like, do you remember when you were a teenager, right? Like I was sassy as hell. Like I didn't care about any, like, oh my God, like, ooh. And like, it's just coming back, but now I'm old enough and I have car insurance and I don't really care if nobody likes me. Like it's the best <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> See, I was too afraid to do anything wrong when I was a teenager. I was very Christian. I like wanted to like get all the A's. I started dating my kid's dad sophomore year of high school. Ah. So even my youngest has made it farther than I did. And he mm -hmm. like also, I he knows the whole story. So he's always like, yeah. Why, why, why? Why did y'all do that? That's weird. Yeah. Um, so now now I feel like I get to actually have fun. Like I didn't have fun as a teenager or in my 20s I got married at 20 I became a mom at 22 mm -hmm. a stay-at-home wife and mom my whole 20s so now I'm like dude I want to have a like fun roommate and I want to go travel and I want to play and have some fun <laughs> yeah so what are Rebecca's top three teenage Rebecca's top three destinations oh my gosh there's so many fun places. It's so hard, but I definitely, I mean, I would love to go to Sedona. I want to experience. You already know you have a place to stay. So that's cool. Yes. And I really want to go to Europe. I know that's a big place to say, but like my family comes from Sweden and Spain and I have some clients in like Denmark and Germany. And I just love the whole vibe of Europe. Like I just want to go explore a bit. And I feel like they live a little more over there. Um, so those for sure. And then it might sound cheesy, but like the the northeast, like New England area in the fall, so I can see the foliage. Stop it. Okay. I will tell you. <laughs> I have never wanted to get married, but I always said that if I was going to get married, it would be in the fall so that I can take my honeymoon as a road trip through New England to watch all of the trees. <laughs> that would be the, oh, I just, oh my God, that's fucking great. Like, how cool is that? We should just do a road trip. We should just do a woman oh. road trip. How fun would that be? Like, just like a roving human design, like roaming human design readings. Da, 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 da. And like a hoopty. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> oh my God. We could be the Thelma and Louise of human design. Yes. What's it? It's happening. <laughs> Okay, you heard it here first. Y'all keep it eye out for the yeah. You can be you can be, I don't know, I can't remember which one is like the good one or the bad, like the bad one, but like 
you can be the good one and give people all the happy, shiny things of human design. And then I'll just come in and crush their souls with their, <laughs> with their shadow work. And then we're just off into the sunset. Every right? Oh my gosh. Did you ever watch Parks and Rec? No, but I hear it's so funny. Okay. It's one of my comfort shows. Like it's, okay. I'll just watch like, cause it's, it is so funny. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, you should watch okay. it. But there's these two like characters and they come in and that's what they do. Like one is like, this is the best. I love you. You're doing great work. Okay. Now Ben. And Ben's like, uh, yeah, we got to fire everybody because we can't afford any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the firing. I'll do the firing. It's cool. Cool. <laughs> I'm like, hi y'all. Yes. Look at, look at how amazing you are. This is so beautiful. <laughs> I can just see you come in you're like all right bitches let's get to work <laughs> yeah uh, let me tell you about all those undefined senders and how they're fucking you up <laughs> amazing <laughs> I'm not even sorry we're laughing so <laughs> oh this is great this makes me so happy oh man um oh I feel like there's so much more that I've wanted to ask you so maybe we'll just have to do another episode because I also really want to make sure I'm honoring your time today um so we can just we can just leave it on that we'll just throw that out into the universe yeah see, see how that comes around um yeah. thank you so much for reaching out and for like making this connection and for sharing this time with me for being so vulnerable and, and for walking me through my little moment there. Like it, I'm just really grateful. Thank you. Well, it's like I said, it's an honor and a pleasure. And I have such an affinity for the one three and I love projectors and man, this is just, this, this went by like way too fast. So yeah. when if and when you ever feel like, oh, let's talk to Maureen again. I am so down for this. <laughs> this has been this is awesome. I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Y'all watch out for episode two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wait, I've got to find the thing. That's okay. <laughs>